Well, hello there. I'm Jeremy Sexton. This is Stream Scout, the movie review podcast about all things streaming. Here we take a look at the movies that you can find on different streaming platforms and we review them. We got all these accounts. We only got so much time. How do we know what's good, what's worth watching? Well, that's what we help you out with here on the show. And today, we are looking at a new film that just hit Netflix with a lot of buzz from what I've been able to gather. I remember hearing about this a little bit ago, this movie, it's coming to Netflix. It's this new sci-fi film that you're going to want to check out. Is it any good? That movie is I Am Mother. children mother there used to be then why did you only make one mothers need time to learn this facility was designed to give humanity a second chance one that began with you daughter i am mother is a science fiction thriller written by michael lloyd green directed by grant sputor it stars Clara Rugard Larson, Hilary Swank, and the voice of Rose Byrne. Here's the overview on the movie database. A teenage girl is raised underground by a robot mother designed to repopulate the Earth following an extinction event. But their unique bond is threatened when an inexplicable stranger arrives with alarming news. And so, right away... Going into this movie, it's really hard to miss uh, that this film is heavily influenced by Blade Runner and other movies that have come before it. I mean, it's got the music that sort of feels like that. It even has origami built into it. Uh, There's this meditative pace which is, that's sort of a tricky thing, right? And that gets brought up with, well, I mean, honestly, even, you know, as I'm mentioning with the Blade Runner movies, is that when a movie's slow, we use different words to describe it depending on how good the rest of the movie is. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but if the movie's bad and it's slow, then we say that it's plotting. If the movie's good and it's slow, we say it's meditative. And so I would say that I Am Mother is meditative. But, man, is it ever. There are so many moments in this movie where I felt like you took 10 minutes maybe even at least it felt like 10 minutes to do something that you could have done in two uh and over and over it just it slows everything down so dramatically and i'm sure for some people that is going to be part of the appeal and honestly like Seeing Blade Runner 2049 a second time 
uh, watching it at home as opposed to my first viewing in the theater, I appreciated it a lot more because I knew what I was in for. I knew kind of how long this was going to be. And honestly, I put it on kind of in the background and just kind of chilled out to it while I was working on some projects on my laptop. And I think I even wrote that. I wrote a review on my blog of the movie and said, you know, I think this would be a great movie to just sit down and like vibe to. And it really is because the music's great and the look of the film is amazing and especially seeing it at home and not in like a movie theater in the villages, Florida, where, you know, sometimes the screens look like literally someone has stretched pantyhose over the projector. Uh, you know, instead sitting on my couch and I got the Dolby Vision going and the, you know, surround sound that's like tuned properly and sitting there and really getting in, you know, getting the full experience. Uh, and so, yeah, it... it it has its appeal being meditative and just kind of vibing to it. Whereas I don't know if I would say the same thing about I Am Mother. You don't have the eye candy and the visuals there. The movie, it takes place in a bunker. So you're really just going to see different variations on the same corridor in the same room over and over i mean occasionally they'll do something interesting like where they show you the embryos of you know the children yet to be born in this bunker um, but there's not really much to look at here on i'm assuming that's because this wasn't necessarily the biggest, you know, budget in the world. Uh, I don't know what the budget was, but it doesn't seem like it could have been anything too substantial. And so I get it. Like, I understand, yeah, maybe they really wanted to do all of these crazy things and they just weren't able to. I empathize with that. But the result is you have a movie that just looks very samey and then on top of that like i said it's very slow it takes a long time to do things that really shouldn't take all that long uh the ending of the film i'm not going to spoil it we're still in the non-spoiler section of the review here but the ending is just plot dump after plot dump after plot dump where you're sort of like it leaves your head spinning and you're thinking okay well this is the truth of the situation and then something is said and and it's not just an offhand thing it's like a monologue you're like oh now this is the truth of the situation then there's another monologue no this is the truth of the situation and so it just kind of keeps doing that over and over and over and i guess if i had to describe the film in one word unfortunately it would be monotonous 
for me anyway, I just, man, I was not on board for it. And so the verdict on this one, we give I Am Mother our second ever thumbs down. A lot of it is that it's just so slow. I can't recommend it. Now, granted that it's still, it's under two hours long, which, hey, that's great. Because basically every movie should be under two hours long. But still, it feels so much longer than that. And I'm sure there's an audience for it, but I'm, I'm not it. So who would I recommend this to? I would recommend the movie to sci-fi fans who are into something a bit slower paced. And so I know there are sci-fi fans out there that really get into the you know, meditative, uh, thinky sort of sci-fi. And I think this gives you that to a degree. And it's also a bit of a thriller and kind of, you know, a mystery. And so to those people, I'd recommend this film. Uh, if you're into sci-fi that's post-apocalyptic, that's the situation here. And so, hey, maybe this is something you take a flyer on. Uh, the people I would not recommend it to, it's very easy. Uh, if you're not interested in sci-fi, you can just avoid this movie entirely. Uh, if you're adverse to movies that are very slow-paced, as I am becoming more and more, uh, then I would also say, yeah, you can just skip this one because it is incredibly slow-paced. And, you know, I don't want to say that it's it's bad. I don't think this is a bad film. Uh, it's certainly an elements. Of, it's certainly very well done, and elements of it are very well done. Uh, you know, the direction in it is great, and the performances from Swank and the girl who plays daughter, her name, uh, Clara Rugard Larson, uh, they're both they're both great. And, you know, Rose Burns uh, voice performance as mother is great. Uh, and the the way they really capture mother's physicality in the world uh, is really well done, feels great. Um, there's a char- there's a, an actor listed also as playing mother, a, uh, a male individual whose name is uh, Luke Hawker. And so he's listed also as mother. So I'm assuming that he did like the mocap for it. Um, and yeah, it feels, it feels really good. And so there's a, I like, I really wanted to like this movie, but the, it's just so slow. And then at the end, it turning into plot dump city and character motivations get, weird and I'll talk more about that and spoilers but yeah because of all that I just I can't I can't give this one the thumbs up so I am mother gets the thumbs down we're going to take a short break and then when we come back we'll move into a spoiler discussion of I am mother
Spoiler alert. All right, we're back. We're talking spoilers on I Am Mother. Here's the first thing, is that we spend a lot of time with the ethics problem that gets presented earlier in the film, where, you know, she's sort of teaching her this philosophical system. I think it's uh, Kant where it's okay if they're if you're a doctor and there's these five people and they all need an organ and you can save them if you just get this organ but then another person comes in and they've got something that they'll recover from but they're also a perfect match for the other the other five people do you let that person die so that you can harvest their organs and so it really seems like the robot is trying to teach this cold philosophical outlook. And it's one that, you know, it's the supremely logical thing that, you know, of course, doesn't take into account many things, which daughter kind of calls it out on. And we spend a lot of time in that scene. And granted, we spend a lot of time in a lot of scenes, but I feel like we spend a lot of time in that scene. And so I wrote down in my notes in all uppercase, like, foreshadowing. Uh, but then they don't do anything with that, which I thought was really strange because it mo the conversation moves, you know, to, okay, well, what if you're the doctor and you could save these people by killing yourself? It's sort of this medical version of the train problem. And and daughter kind of throws up a thing about that of like, well, how do I know that you know those people are good people? And then of course my, myself as you know former former uh, Christian pastor pastor uh, would then you know of course also interject like, well, what does it even mean to be a good person? And so, but anyway, <laughs> and so. We spent all this time there that I really expected this to come back and have it where daughter had to make some sort of decision to sacrifice herself to save all the embryos. Like I really, I thought for sure, like, okay, that's where this is going. Like, right. Cause we've established, you've got all of these brothers and sisters, right. And all of these little pods. And so bring any of them into you know full uh life to bring them into full realization all it takes is you drop this pod into a slot machine and then they they go into the goo ball they come out of the goo ball and they're they've grown in 24 hours which i'm sure lots of women watching this film being like 24 hours gestation yeah i'll take that any day uh but <laughs> And so we we establish all these things, but then I felt like they didn't really pay that off at all in a way that I really kind of expected them to pay that off. I really thought that, yeah, sure, of course, there will be some ethical thing here. And maybe there is. It's just I didn't get it. That's entirely possible. I don't know. Maybe I'm just thick and I really wasn't zoned in last night. I don't know what the deal is. But then at the, just talking about the end sort of in general, the motivations for all of these characters get really fuzzy. 
Like, I don't know why daughter goes back to the bunker. Because I guess she goes back just to save her brother. And that's the only reason. And then once she gets there, she's convinced to become the new mother. Is that the idea? Like, I have no idea what is going. Everything that happens when, like, if she just went in and tried to save the brother, save the brother, and then bounced, that would make sense. But instead, she shoots mother, and, like, I don't understand what they were going for there. And then we see mother in, like, a new body bounce on over to Hillary Swank's sweet container house and let her know that her survival was entirely dependent on mother allowing her to survive so that she could play a role in this whole thing. Which I guess that whole thing is having daughter become the new mother. But it seemed like that was a real... Like, why would you need to do all of this to have daughter become the new mother when she could have just told her that from the beginning like it doesn't make any sense and then she just goes into the container and is like okay well you know now your your usefulness is over and she closes the container ominously reminded me a lot of an episode of uh, killing eve from this past season and so i don't understand what the point of that was and then that sort of opens a new can of worms that okay well, how many contingencies have to go exactly right for Mother's plan to work? It's not that a movie can't get around that, where, you know, the improbable just so happens to happen, right? Like, that has to happen because that's what makes it a movie. If you just told the story about the time that things worked out the way they always do, that's not a movie. Uh, another way is The Dark Knight is a classic example of this where Joker has this insane plan that if you've ever seen someone try to break it down, it's pretty funny because it's just absolute madness, but it works. And he plays it off in the movie like, do I seem like a guy with a plan? Even though clearly he has a plan, but it's meant to be this sort of, he's meant to be chaotic. He's meant to be just out there going bananas and they kind of just wave off the rationality of it but i am mother doesn't wave off the rationality of the plan the whole end of the movie is just step after step of explaining the plan but not in a way that it makes any sense at all once you start to try to piece it together after the fact and again, like, why doesn't Hillary Swank just tell her the whole truth? And it's not, I'm not looking at these in terms of, oh, well, here are plot holes in the movie. I've made my opinion of those known. So if you're screaming at your radio right now, they, oh, you said you didn't like plot holes and now you're back doing this. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I, Because this is the thing, is that the movie doesn't give us any explanation. And so characters are acting in ways that are not consistent and are just irrational. Like, they don't make any sense. This isn't a, 
a matter of characters making the wrong decision. Characters should sometimes make the wrong decision because they're fallible. This is Hillary Swank goes in there and she doesn't tell her the whole truth. And then we never find out why she doesn't tell her the whole truth. I mean, sure. One, I mean, all it takes is like a line. <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, thank you for smoking. Like, Oh, we fix that with a line of dialogue. There's so many things you just fix with a line of dialogue where she walks in and she goes into the container with Hillary Swank and she's like, where's the mine? What's all of this? And Hillary Swank just says, well, if I told you the truth, you wouldn't have come. And even just then, like, that would have been better. That would have at least been something. And then maybe we could have inferred that Hillary Swank just really wanted her to come because she wanted company. But she's clearly antisocial. So yeah, why does Hillary Swank want to get her out of the bunker? She gets, I guess maybe she doesn't. She goes into the bunker because she gets shot, but she's shot by a robot. And the robot sort of then leads her to the bunker. But shouldn't Hillary Swank know that the bunker's going to have robots in it because it clearly looks like the robot technology? Like, just nothing about this movie makes any sense to me at all. And maybe that's part of the reason why it didn't really connect with me. Because I'm sitting there on my couch last night watching this just going, wait, huh? What? That doesn't make any sense. And that's that's where it left me. And so... That's I Am Mother. I, I was disappointed. I don't understand the Oscar, not Oscar, goodness, uh, the critical buzz that this is getting. Right now, it has a really high Rotten Tomatoes rating. Uh, I forget what it is exactly, so I'm going to kill time right now while I Google that. It's uh, <laughs> So the movie is called I Am Mother. And it, on Rotten Tomatoes, has a 90% right now. The audience meter is a 73% right now, which is, you know, a little bit of a step down. But if you go to, say, the movie database, it's got a 66%. And so, you know, I think I ended up giving it a solid 5 out of 10 on my movie database rating because I think there are there's a lot of things to like about it there's a lot of things that are done well um but it uh not yeah just didn't didn't really do it for me it's a bummer anyway what did you think you can always leave feedback at feedback at streamscout.net you can go to the website streamscout.net find all the episodes all the information about the movies all that good stuff you can find me on twitter throwing out hot takes at jeremy sexton uh i mentioned my blog earlier i basically have nothing on it but if you did want to go check out that review of blade runner 2049 that is at jeremysexton.net put the link in the description to the review in question there uh, next week, not sure what we'll be covering. Going to kind of fly by the seat of our pants again. Uh, but I'm sure we'll find something interesting because there's always new stuff coming out. Can't keep up with it. Looking forward to seeing what we find next week here on Stream Scout. Until then, 
I will see you later.